Hi, welcome to another episode of The Be Nice Show. This is Sarah and I'm happy to be back. Today, I've got another special guest, a fertility doctor, Dr. Ashish Paul. So pleased to have Dr. Paul on the show today because I know many people who will get benefit from this show. I personally will definitely learn from this. I thought, what better way to learn than sharing with other people? Dr. Ashish is a very, very knowledgeable lady. And as you know, on the Be Nice show, we like to look at life from different perspectives as opposed to what the mainstream gives us. So we like to look at the mainstream and how we can inject a little bit of something else to have the best of life. So Dr. Ashish Paul is one of those people who is going to help us boost our fertility and our challenges we might be facing in the area of getting pregnant. I would like to allow Dr. Paul Ash- Ashish Paul, is that Ashish Paul, to introduce herself so we get to know her better. Hello, Dr. Ashish Paul. Nice to have you on the show. Thank you so much, Sarah. Yes, Ashish is my first name, so you can use either of them. Okay, so should <laughs> I refer to you as Ashish without Dr. Yeah, Ashish is fantastic. Yes, fertility is something that many, many millions of people and couples are suffering from uh, fertility issues. It is a topic which most people don't like to talk about it. Fertility is another F word, which is another taboo. And yes, my whole work with patients, and I speak about this issue as well, is to raise awareness, to educate people. When we are educated, then we can make better informed choices. Yeah, so that's what I do. I support couples who have been going through fertility challenges, fertility issues uh, for at least two years or so, because that's when it starts to dawn on people that they maybe need to do something else and they start to look into other areas and not just only their GPs and gynecologists. So that's where perhaps people will look for somebody like me. Do you know what? One of the reasons I was inspired to have you on the show was because I personally know someone and they are on this journey. But I thought, Mm -hmm. you know what? I'm pretty sure there's so many other people and I've seen firsthand how frustrated someone can get when they're Mm -hmm. trying to get pregnant. I wondered if you could, first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself, a little background, how long you've been practicing this for and how you got onto this journey of helping women doing it the way you do, which we'll soon uh, dig into. So how long have you been on this journey for Ashish? I have been doing this specific work with fertility since 2015, so six years or so. But I've been a doctor of Ayurveda for over 20 years, 25, (laughs) soon 25 years or so. That's my first training. I trained as doctor of Ayurvedic medicine and surgery, which is um, five and a half years degree in India. Mm. And I was working in gynae and maternity there. Mm. I was delivering babies and my plan was to open my own clinic and so on, you know, big plans that we all have. Mm. And then I changed countries. I came here. I studied herbal medicine. So I'm trained in herbal medicine also, which is Western herbal medicine. And I did master's in herbal medicine. So I'm trained in two different systems, although they complement each other. But by far, Ayurvedic medicine is a much bigger system. It's a complete system. 
when you work with the framework of Ayurveda, then you don't actually need anything else because it has herbs, it has diet, it has exercise, it has yoga, it has breathing exercise, you name it. It has everything inclusive from an Ayurvedic perspective, which is holistic medicine. It is the oldest healthcare system that we have in the world. It is holistic. It's functional medicine. It talks about the body, mind, and even spirit connection of healthcare. It is also preventative medicine. So that's what I have been doing. And the main, one of the kind of, I would say, a window that opened into working with what I'm currently doing. Because I, I was working in gynae and OBS, but here in this country, I cannot do that unless I'm a, an MBS and MD in gynecology. So here I have my IVF twins. They are 13 years old, a boy and a girl. When they were little, I used to go to Twins and Triplet Club. I, I tell this story to everyone now because this has become a part of this whole journey. And that's where when I started seeing other women who have gone through IVF cycles. And in my case, it was only one IVF cycle. I was just lucky, I would say. And also perhaps, you know, I've been using Ayurveda and herbs that first cycle worked for me. And I thought that was the case for most people, even though I'm a practitioner, I didn't realize the depth of problem of fertility with women. And that's when I started meeting more women who had been through six cycles, seven cycles of IVF. And I thought, oh, my gosh, why are we not doing anything natural? You know, why are we not supporting uh, women through? I'm not against IVF. I'm not against any science. I think it's wonderful that we have IVF is an amazing mechanical procedure. But why are we not using anything natural? to help, to support, to enhance, to preserve overall health in IVF journey and even otherwise fertility journey. So that's how that window opened up for me, you know. And then it has eventually evolved into the current work that I'm doing with it. It is amazing. The more I read, the more I see patients, the more I realize the heartache and the tears that are involved. Uh, and the joy of people as well. Journey. Oh, yes. I mean, that's the focus is to bring joy. And that's the reason that I don't call it infertility. I I like to call it fertility journey because you are not infertile. Nobody can tell you in the world that you are infertile because nobody can. You know. (laughs) (laughs) When you talk about your journey and how you you are inspired to help others, I was wondering how do you decide or who do you help? And I'd like to have a specific group of people, like say people between a certain age or who have gone through a certain number of fertility clinics or what, do, you, do you focus on a certain group of people or are you open to see anyone who has been trying? No, I specifically work with somebody who is, especially in case of women who are 35 plus and who have been trying for at least two years because that is the time when you may be aware of it already that throughout UK, there is a IVF postcode lottery. So IVF is not homogenous throughout the UK. In certain boroughs, you may only get one cycle of IVF. In certain boroughs, after a certain age, you may not get any cycle of IVF. Or you may get two cycles of IVF, partially funded, not funded by NHS. So there's a huge range, you know, how you might get an IVF. And IVF, not everybody can afford private IVF cycle. So that's why my specific focus is on 35 plus, because that's when women really need to 
enhance and they they should do a lot of work to help themselves to get pregnant also a year or so into your fertility journey is when people start to wonder okay is it not going to happen for us or how why is it taking so long and that's when they start to investigate but we know that with nhs they won't investigate until you've been having non protected sex for 2 years under 35 over yeah. 35 they will straight away start investigating so that's why my specific focus is 35 plus 2 years into their fertility journey yeah i found something interesting while doing some bit of research before the show today i was talking to someone who works in one of the nhs boroughs in london and they told me that apparently in their borough they do not offer fertility treatments at all like for the last 2 years they put it on hold Yeah and so that means that anyone any woman in that particular borough was not able to have any anything on NHS and for anyone yeah. listening who doesn't live in the UK NHS is like the national health service so it provides a free healthcare for everyone who lives and works in the yeah. UK so just just to clarify for someone who might be wondering what is NHS so when you talked about the group and if somebody is listening and they happen to fall within that group what sort of challenges at what point so after 2 years then they can they can tell that okay at this point i need to have uh, fertility to look into something else so during the time they are with you what sort of treatment do you give them and how long do you give them that treatment for do you have like a specific time or is it like as long as it takes for someone to conceive yeah right so uh, one of the things i just want to clarify that because we are practitioners of complementary and alternative medicine so called cam in the uk we don't claim to treat anything so we support right. okay and we help the person for their health and well-being so i'm supporting couples who have got fertility issues so i'm mm. not claiming to treat anything I just really want to clarify that so that we don't get into any trouble. But people when they are going through um, you know their normal route of going to a GP, going to their doctor, going to gynecologist, first doctor, doctor will refer to a gynecologist, they will do some blood tests, from the blood test they might do some scans, from the scan they might then start their protocol. That's the time when uh, most of the people don't come to any other practitioner at that time because they're still going through the normal allopathic medicine as it's called or the drugs or the usual doctor's route that most people are going through and they take 3 months to 6 months to conceive and when that that doesn't happen many a times they are also told that they have unexplained infertility unexplained infertility is about 25% it's quite a big chunk of the population wow. where everything is correct everything is right all the blood tests are right but they just cannot conceive so they will tell them look we haven't got anything else and either they fall in the category where they can be offered an ivf yet then they will be offered an ivf if they don't fall in that category then they will be told to go away for now just keep trying <laughs> and then um, until they come in that category where they can be offered ivf So person like myself it is only that's when people will start to look into perhaps diet perhaps detox perhaps some fertility massages perhaps some mindset training maybe to look into yoga mm. 
those are the entry routes for someone to get to meet somebody like me. Okay. There are not that many people who are very aware that there are fertility coaches or fertility mentors like myself who can work with you and give you an overall view of your whole journey because doctors don't explain anything. You know, you're just going from one doctor to the other without any explanation. They don't have the time. They don't have the means to sit with you for that long and explain everything. And I've obviously heard this from almost every patient that doctors, they didn't explain or whatever they explained wasn't fitting in with their life. It's pretty much templated. That's what I would like to think, that they look at everything that they have on paper. And if it's not working for you, maybe that's when, I, I'm just guessing, that's when they, 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 they call it unexplained. But uh, it feels yeah, like yeah. very templated. Whereas what yes, you do... Because they have their protocol, right? So they're just doing their protocol and they say, okay, a few questions you can probably ask them, but that's only related to the actual procedures. They're not going to tell you when you should have IVF. Should you freeze your eggs? Should you not? Should you do this or not? They don't give that advice, right? They are not there to give that advice. Whereas if person like myself, a fertility coach who can then work with you, how does this fit in your overall life? Yeah, well, you are getting probably a promotion at, at work. How will your IVF journey fit with that? Yeah. Right. So, so you look at you the do it now or later. So, yeah. So I would work with all of that and explain how everything will work for you mm-hmm. overall as a couple, for women. So that's when people start to look into and come and meet me and they say, okay, I want to get something done, something more. Can I do something which can help me to get pregnant? And that's when I start working with people. My usual time of working, ideal time is about three months, because three months is the time which our bodies take to release a good quality egg and a sperm. So because we are constantly releasing eggs Mm. from follicles and Mm. our sperms are also being regenerated. So every three months, is it's a that's the time scale our body is taking. So I normally say three months, at least work with me for three months. But Generally, the journey is much longer. So, yeah, that's the time scale what people would be working with me. When you explain this as imagining, I'm looking at you as that friend, that person that holds that, mm-hmm. that woman's hand as she goes through this turbulent experience. So you sort of hold their hand and guide them and help them to, to find balance, for lack of a better word, to find balance on their journey. That's quite interesting. When you say three months, after three months, can they carry on seeing you even if they've conceived or if they've conceived, they can go on and live their happy lives? Can they carry on seeing you to be that friend to see them through the pregnancy? Yeah, I mean, I specifically work with infertility, but I am one of those because I'm, a, you know, someone, as you said, rightly so, I will hold their hand throughout so they can work with me for however long they want to work with me. My minimal time period is three months. Uh, And then if they conceive, then fantastic. I can support them through the whole pregnancy, then childbirth and even afterwards. Because just conceiving is not good enough. We need to conceive and then we need to protect that pregnancy for nine months so that you have a live baby at the end of it. And then once baby is there, then it has its own. <laughs> then that's a new life that a woman needs to be looked after. And uh, you know what? Life as well. Yeah. From explaining your journey, how you got into this, or where you started from, how you got into this, what you do, and how you help women throughout from the getting pregnant to having their child, 
it feels like you've come full circle from delivering those babies to <laughs> to, <laughs> helping, right. the, yeah, right. to yeah. helping them conceive. And I feel like you'd be the perfect person for anyone because you've you've seen it all. You've seen you've seen them yeah. arrive. So now you you've gone to the factory, so to speak, to to <laughs> see, okay, let let me help you get to the other part because you know what happens yes. at their end and you see the joy the women go through when they have their babies so I feel like you are like the perfect person anyone would go to person I would personally go to if I go to that stage that I wanted to go through to take the fertility journey I was wondering do you have some success stories you'd like to share with us uh, yes, uh, success stories. I always say with fertility, one success story could be over a period of a year, a year and a half to two years, because it's a long journey for most people. One of the things that I am seeing great results with my patients is that stress levels are down. People feel more calm, in control of their situation. It's it's an uncontrollable situation because fertility is such a roller coaster ride for most women. But they feel a little bit more in control of their life with all the appointments and stuff that is going on with them. And the result that I'm seeing is, uh, of course, baby is the eventual result. But overall, I'm seeing that I'm able to improve the egg quality and I'm able to improve the number of eggs because those two are the key factors in terms of a viable pregnancy. The quality of the egg and the number of eggs. More number of eggs means more chances of having getting pregnant. And the quality of egg means a successful pregnancy. So that I'm seeing really a good percentage of my patients, I would say. And I have very small practice, but within that practice, about 80% of the patients have been able to increase that for them. Whether that's, that that's was IBF, yes, I'm very uh, delighted with all the work that I'm doing and I'm able to consistently see that result. It does not always end up in pregnancy. You know, that's the nature of life as it is. It's, it's just mysterious. But I'm seeing the results with the herbs, with the therapies that I use with my patients. I see all these results because we know that uh, fra- there's from a lot of studies as well that People who had some kind of support going through fertility issues, whether they conceived or not, they feel much better at the end of it. If they had a support of some kind, a yeah. coach of uh, yeah. like myself, they feel that even if they didn't end up having a baby, they still feel that overall journey was much better for them to handle and then carry on with their life. And studies show that even with the patients where they have the baby, you still have the trauma because fertility journey is quite long for people and people have had miscarriages, they may have ectopic, they may have had a number of other reasons of losing a pregnancy. So by the time they have a child, they have a lot of history behind them and that trauma doesn't go away. Even when you have the baby, that is why it's so crucial for us to support women, you know, through this whole journey. Wow, that's amazing. Now, whilst I was getting ready for us to have this talk, I did speak to a few people and I wondered what, if they had any particular question they would like to put forward. And one of the questions that came up was someone who has blocked tubes, who has been told they have blocked tubes. Now, this person has gone through so many other incidents where we're kind of going to detail here, but uh, the most recent one, I feel like they're at the verge of being told unexplained fertility because they've tried everything for over a year now 
And um, they wondered if you would work with someone who, say, has blocked tubes or something within that area. Yes, I work with a lot of women who have had blocked tubes even in the past and all the tubes are not working. They're not fully functional or they have some kind of blockages, not fully blocked, but some kind of blockages so that the egg does not pass through it. We have specific therapy in Ayurveda that I use where we insert Ayurvedic herbs internally into the uterus as well or other methods as well to help open the tubes. Because many women who have had ectopic, you know, they also end up losing their tubes many a times. So I work with that, yes. And that can be worked with naturally. You know, when somebody says, oh, you have a blocked tube, that's not, it's not like a dead end for those women. They can do a lot naturally. Wow. Because I I feel like uh, from what I've seen, what they tend to do is quite evasive. And I feel like it will not this is my personal thinking, it might not probably leave a good landing place for for the baby to come back. What do I know? It's good to hear that you do work with women who have blocked tubes. Now, my other question or the other question that came up was um, when they found out that you work in the UK or you are based in the UK, would you work with someone remotely if, say, somebody got interested and they're like, okay, this is the person I would like to, to help me? Would you work with someone who is like, say, abroad, away from the UK or only UK-based people? No, I work with people online as well. So whatever we can do, uh, depending on which part of the world they are in, I do have an online mentoring program, which I then work with somebody for six weeks. I will give them all the tools for them to work on themselves. And if there is uh, a possibility, then we can find a local Ayurvedic clinic and Mm. we can liaise with them and Mm. guide them a little bit to do some therapies for them. Otherwise, I have international clients who fly in to have treatments with me. So that is also possible. If you are in any other part of the world, you can come to London and have the treatments done at Harley Street because that's where my main clinic is. Um, So, yeah, I work online and offline both ways. And uh, this is a personal question, something that came to my mind as we're talking. Do you ever feel contradicted, like uh, because you worked in both areas of science, like the natural science and the and the science science? Do you ever feel contradicted, like not able to decide what approach to take, or it's pretty easy for you to decide which one is the best? No, no contradiction for me. I think I have. I've been doing this for a long time now. In the beginning, perhaps you are contradicted uh, that whether to choose natural or... uh, For me, I am choosing natural method. And within that natural framework, we can use modern science tools. So we shouldn't block using modern science tools like IVF, like um, other injections, like other medicines that we may need from time to time. But I would work with a holistic framework. So for me, it is a holistic framework in which modern medicine fits in, not the other way around. Because uh, especially for fertility, anybody who knows a little bit deeper, they know that conception only happens naturally. Because if it was happening by IVF, there would be 100% success rate. And IVF success rate is only 35%, which is considering after spending all that money and resources, uh, it should be much higher, but it's not. So for me, your body is still, it's a holistic being, you know, you cannot just work on it with medicines only because 
it doesn't work. I mean, that's the that's the biggest challenge that modern medicine is having. Yeah, that they give the same medicine to two people. In one person, it works, and in the other one, it doesn't work. And then you have um, unexplained. Yeah. So same with IVF. They give IVF injections to one person, and they have twenty eggs to collect. Another person, not even two, and they cannot explain why would the same. And these are really hardcore drugs that they're giving. Mm. But still, the body is not responding. So that is why our body and mind, you know, it's unique. It has still to be worked with the holistic functional medicine approach. And that's why natural medicine should be the framework in which we should fit IVF, not the other way around. I like that. Now, for someone listening to us, someone wanting to get in touch with you, how can they find you, uh, understand you in Harley Street? But um, how best can they contact you? Are you online? And uh, if you're online, how or where can they find you? Yes, Ashish Veda Fertility. They can find me online everywhere. Okay. <laughs> uh, in Instagram, Facebook, are two main ones. But I am on Twitter also and LinkedIn as well, if somebody would like to connect. And there is website, ashishveda.uk, and they can get more information on it. We are just uh, putting new website layout this week. So, okay. yeah. Perfect. Is there any closing remarks you'd like to give us, some encouraging words, some words of inspiration, motivation to give us today? (laughs) Uh, What I would like to say uh, really to anybody going through fertility issues is look for something natural. doesn't matter how much it is, 1%, 2%, 5%, whatever your resources are available to you, wherever you are in whatever part of the world you are, and whatever is available to do, do something natural with whatever your doctors are saying and telling you, do that as well. But do something natural to preserve your health. Because modern medicine and modern drugs have a lot of side effects. And those side effects are really not really good for women's health overall. So when you're going through fertility issues, you know, there is so much natural medicine can do for you. You have no idea. It's purely because it's not very well known and people don't think that natural medicine can do this for them. So reach out to somebody and search for something natural, something natural. That's my biggest thing. (laughs) Amazing. I love it. On that note, I would like to thank you so much for, first of all, choosing to share your gifts with the world and to share them through the Be Nice Show as well. I'm very grateful that you managed to squeeze out some time for us today and I hope to hopefully see you around and uh, get some more info from you as well. So it's been a pleasure and thank you so much for coming to the Be Nice Show. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of the Be Nice Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Store, Spotify for the latest show or visit www.sarahbenice.co.uk forward slash podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode. Be nice.